Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez the Best. Today is Friday, November 27, 2020. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I realized the last episode I put out had one minute of of my like dead air. Because you know when I start recording, I record some dead air so that I can remove the noise, like the noise reduction or whatever. If you if you edit the sound, that's how you you're supposed to record like dead dead silence in the room. So because there's still a little bit of static because there's ghosts and shit in in every everywhere, right? So the, you take that dead sound and you you take a clip of it and then you say remove this from the rest of the audio. So. I left it in in the last episode. I didn't realize it. And I figured, should I take it down and just put the re-edited one? But I'm like, ah, fuck it, man. But it makes me worry because I I feel like, you know, in the, whenever I start these recordings, I record for a, a good maybe 30 seconds or so of dead silence. But sometimes I'll just talk to myself or I'll be talking shit about somebody in my own head, maybe out loud. So I hope I don't one day put something out there that gets me canceled, bro. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the podcast. If it's your first time here, thank you very much for joining. You really, what's it about, right? If you, if you haven't listened to the trailer, you can listen to it. But if not, I just talk about my life, but sometimes stuff that is relatable. What did I have prepared for you today, guys and girls? Not much. I haven't done much again. Again, I know the joke is so stale now. What did you do this week? Nothing. How about you? Nothing either. Ha <laughs> ha. High five. Good joke. Um, but I, I did write some stuff down as I, as I per usual, per usual, I write stuff down to see if I can make a 20 to 30 minute podcast about it on the day of recording. So here, here are my notes. ACL. ACL is the first thing I have here. And you know why? Because I think I'm fully committed, guys and girls, to now get my knee surgery on the body part called the ACL or the acute, wait, what does ACL stand for? ACL knee. Uh, the anterior cruciate ligament. Basically, it's the thing that keeps your knee stable. And I tore my ACL in 2015, so five years and some change now. And you know, could how have you? You know, the people are like, oh, can it? Why? Why after five years? Why do you need to get it fixed? It's because it's it's a ligament, and it's not a bone. So it when it breaks or it tears, it doesn't heal itself. Uh, on its own, like a bone, which is crazy to me uh, in terms of just when I think about bones. It's like magic, right? I mean, how does that happen? Bones can like regenerate and reheal and, and heal themselves. It's basically like a, a a poor man's Wolverine. Every person has that. Well, not every person, but you know, most people have that ability to heal. You know, when you when you cut your when you cut your uh, skin, it heals by itself. You're like Wolverine. But unfortunately, we don't have the Wolverine gene for, for ligaments, I think. So the ACL, I haven't you had one for a while. So I haven't really played sports. So the ACL is that thing that keeps your knee stable when you do a lot of uh, lateral movement. Well, basically any change in direction. So I, I play a lot of basketball before, and which is which sucks because I've never, ever injured my knee ever before 
I would always hurt my ankle. I'd roll my ankle. I, I, I'd, I'd cramp my calves. My calves. I've had like, oh my god, grab I've had a super bad calf cramp where I could see the muscle like contracting. It looks like you ever watch Alien when the alien is like inside the 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 human's body and you can see it like crawl or the mummy you ever watch the mummy and those 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 cockroaches are crawling in that guy's skin you can see it from underneath their uh, underneath the skin you can see them crawling in their body it was like that there was like a you could see that shit pulp popping and palpitate palpitating in my in my calf muscle it's so gross but yeah i've never hurt my knee and then one day 2015 you know it was, it was a few weeks before i came out to live here in the philippines I was playing at the LA Fitness uh, basketball gym. I remember this specifically. And we won a few games, like a lot of games in a row. And I didn't take any breaks. I, and, you know, this was when I was younger. So I didn't really stretch. I, I know you're supposed to stretch. You're supposed to warm up. I don't do that shit because, you know, I was young. I was young. Let's go play some ball. You want to stretch? No. Check ball. Let's play. Uh, so I think we won like six, seven, eight games in a row. Now, I'm not trying to flex. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you some context, all right? And... I didn't really drink any water in between the break. So I don't know if this all contributed because this was kind of just like a freak accident. So what I did is I stole the ball. I got a, I got a steal. And as I fast break, no, no one in front of me. And I was, you know, dribbling down the court and then boom, my, I went one way. My knee went the other. It was a non-contact. They call that a non-contact injury. So I didn't bump into anybody. It just, it was my own body that did it. I went one way. My knee went the other. And then I heard a little pop. And if you've ever torn your ACL, I think you you will remember what that sounds like uh, or you'll know what I'm talking about. But for those who haven't, if you ever fuck up your knee doing something and you hear a pop like this, you probably tore your ACL. And that and I'm so sorry if that happens. You have to go through that. It is the probably the worst injury, one of the worst injuries for any athlete, like especially pro athletes, if you tear your ACL. It's it's one of the and then I think the, another big one is Achilles, the one that Kobe Bryant had way back. Those are like the injuries that if you get those, your chances of regaining form to you know your peak levels are 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 super. The odds are against you. It's not. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm not saying that people who get ACL surgery and recover can never perform to the fullest extent. But it is the it is probably one of the most feared injuries in all of sports. And I think that's. I'm not just saying that because it's happened to me I, I think it's just if you ask any athlete especially a basketball player what's the what's the injury you want to avoid the most it's probably acl so five years uh you can actually continue regular life i mean look at me i've been able to you know get coffee <laughs> i don't even know what that means what is regular life but you cannot play sports like i tried to play a few games of pickup basketball over the last five years and every i'd say 80 percent of the time 80 percent of the time i fuck up my knee not not to the point where it's like i can't walk but i know that if i play another minute i'm gonna i'm gonna some shit it's gonna tear or i'm gonna destroy like the rest of my meniscus or whatever um and i think down the line you know years down the line if i don't get it surgically repaired uh, there's going to be issues with maybe with like arthritis, et cetera. Like right now I can feel my knee. It feels unstable. And I know that, you know, I can't, like I can't sprint. I haven't sprinted in five years, guys. Do think about that. When's the last time you sprinted? I have not sprinted in five years. I have not tried to play soccer. I like, not that I ever really play soccer, but I, I, I haven't even cons- tried to play soccer. Like I tried to play badminton one time and I stayed in one spot. That's how fucked up my knee is. So why why wait five years, JC? Because boys and girls, that shit costs like a hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand pesos, and that's cheap already. 
In the U.S., it's thousands more dollars. Uh, and I was like, fuck, man, that's a lot of money. And I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. And every year I put it off because, you know, there, there, life happens. Uh, my mga racket, there's, there's gigs, there's hostings, there's, there's hot babe dates that you want to, you know, you want to have full use of your knee for the lovey lovey. <laughs> but now, now that, the pandemic is still in full effect and I, I don't see it clearing up at least for an, until December of next year. I think this is the time because the recovery time is going to be all the way until then. It, it takes almost a full year unless you're a pro athlete might take you six, seven months, but it's for a regular Joe and average Jose like myself, it's going to take a year. Uh, if you, even if, you, especially, it might be a little quicker if you're super sipag with your, your rehab and going to the PT and whatever. But for most people. So I, I was consulting my friend, uh, Puimo. I call her Puimo. Uh, who's, a, who's an ortho. And she said to strengthen my quad muscle. Like, because that's the foundation of, of, you know, when, when, if your knee is unstable, your, your muscles in your leg, especially your quads and your, I think your hamstrings. I'm not really sure what, what else is really, Super essential. I mean, it's all essential, but which, which muscle is the key thing that you have to strengthen pre-surgery? Pre-op is what they call it. Pre-op. And the quads. So I was looking up quad exercises. So I'm going to probably start those on Monday. I should have really started, uh, this week, but you know, everything starts on a Monday. When does your diet start? Ah, oh, next week. Na lang. <laughs> but I, I've consulted. I have, um, through my work, through my work at, uh, RX, my radio station, I have a MediCard. I don't, I've never used health insurance ever, ever. I don't know how to use it. So I, for the first time, I called, uh, last Wednesday, I called the MediCard people and I asked, like, how do you do this? Can you give me free money? <laughs> so I have to consult with a doctor first and then I have to get a diagnosis. I have to get a history something. I have to know the name of the surgical procedures like ACL. I think the official term is ACL reconstruction. And that to me is terrifying. I've never been through surgery except for, I guess, if you count dental surgery. I guess it is surgery, but you know, where people cut open my, my, my body, my knee, my, like a, my skin and put shit in. I've never done that or, or, or not maybe put shit in, but like fix stuff in there. It's never happened. I guess if your mouth, but my mouth is an open orifice, right? It's an open, it's an open hole for people to, for, you know, you can put stuff in there. Vastos. <laughs> That's vastos. Um, but to, you know, for my knee, they, they're going to have to cut that shit open. And then I guess, Sew it back up. I don't really know how it works. There's different ways too for ACL. There's like a graft. There's one where you get like a screw or something that they put in there. If you go on YouTube and you want to be disgusted, even at the, you know, I, I'm really with, with blood and, 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 bo- you know, stuff, bodily fluids like that. Well, most bodily fluids. <laughs> I get really, my knees get weak and that's not, that's not, you know, ironically, it's my knee that's fucked up, but my, my knees get so weak in the knees. I can hardly speak when I see blood and it makes me want to puke. Um, so if you want to go, just go on YouTube, look up ACL reconstruction. There's like a whole, even it's like an animated version. And even that, that shit makes my balls want to curl up into my skin and like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to do this soon. My plan is January. I have to get an MRI. Can we talk about MRI costs? It's so expensive. Even here, it's I think like minimum like five, six thousand, and maybe like eight. It's gonna range from like five to nine thousand. That's already in my mind. That's the budget. And I looked it up. Why are so you know just to make the podcast a little bit longer, give you some more information. Why are MRIs 
so so expensive. See, that's like the second search result on Google. The first one is why are MRI so loud? I'm guessing it's loud because it's got a lot of you know it's gonna see through your skin. There's some shit that you know I feel I don't know what it sounds like, but that's how I imagine. Why are MRI so expensive? The hospital must buy the MRI equipment and then pay to keep it maintained and updated. Additionally, the MRI this is from AmericanHealthImaging.com. Additionally, the MRI administrator charges fees to the hospital because these special clinics focus on imaging. They take they typically do more MRIs than hospitals. I don't really know what that means, but basically. The company that owns the machine rents it out, I think, to the hospital, and they probably charge a crazy amount because this is an essential machine, and the hospital needs to pay them. So I'm guessing that's why it is. That's what it is. And the tech, I mean, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying, you know, it's also, honestly, it's also a reason why I put off the surgery because fuck, dude. God damn, so expensive. MRI. Have you ever gotten an MRI? How much do you guys pay? Uh, let me know. Uh, on Instagram. Mm, it is, however, I'm reading an answer. This one from Cora. It's, however, important to keep in mind that MRI provides a lot of information. So the concept one has to have in mind is value. The strong tissue contrast in MR images typically provide definitive diagnostic information, reducing the need for other diagnostic procedures. So it, they, I'm, from what I'm guessing from this answer, it's saying that there's probably other things you could do to check your knee, but because the MRI is so comprehensive, you could probably bypass the other things that would cost you more in the long run. That's how I understand it. If I might be wrong, but that's what I'm getting from this, and I'm just going to stick with that. That's how I'm going to, that's how, that's, that's facts to me already. Okay. Even though I didn't double check it, I didn't, I didn't fact check it. It's facts to me, guys. It's good enough. So my plan again, once again, is January and the recovery time. Let's talk about the recovery. So I talked a little bit about how it's going to take a year, but what does that mean? So, you know, you have to fix your range of motion, get your knee back, which I'm afraid of because my range of motion pre injury was not good. I, I, I said it on Hala Hala Show. I'm one of the least flexible people ever that I know. I'm so inflexible ever since I was a kid. So I'm afraid that my knee, will, you know, when I try to fix it and I'll be like, is this the most range that it had? Will I, will it, will I be able to go past what I was able to do before? I'm not really sure. And then, of course, there's the challenge of living alone. That's what I'm afraid of. <clears throat> and that's also another reason I put it off because I have no one to help me, uh, you know, if I need to get some water from the bath, from the, the, from the refrigerator or something, I have to get up, which pushes more strain on my knee. Cause I think I have to keep off of pressure off it at least for two weeks minimum. And cause my, my friend said that you can walk right after the surgery, but it's just going to hurt like a bitch. Uh, so I, I feel like it's, I need at least two weeks to kind of have some semblance of normal movement. And then I have to do PT. Luckily, I was able to move my, my car, my coochie, my coochie, my coche, my car to my building. Now I used to park it at my office building and I had to walk every time I had to use my car. But now that I have a parking slot in my building, it makes it a little bit, I guess that's another reason that I've decided besides the COVID situation that this might be the right time to do it. And after I get this shit done, guys, after COVID is over, I'm going to move on with the plans in my life, the plans that I've had for years now. YouTube. I said it at the start of this podcast. I was going to start the YouTube and then things happen and I never really did it. But I'm fucking doing it because COVID fucked up my life and everyone else's life. I'm not, you know, I, I fucked up most people's lives and I want to make the most of the, uh, it. It wasted a year, maybe two of our lives. And I'm going to I'm going to make up for it in spades. What does that even mean? See, what does? OK, what? 
I, I know what it means like from the same, but what does in spades mean? See, it's the Google search. You learn something considerably in the extreme without restraint. Uh, for example, they were having money problems in spades. So it's considerably in the extreme or without restraint. So I'm going to make up for it without restraint in spades. But what is the origin? Here we go. Phrases.org.uk. Who runs that website? Have you ever, have you ever think about this? So mil- billions, billions of websites on the internet. And somebody owns it, right? Or somebody made it. Somebody, you know, put the code, the HTML. So how does that work? Is it billions? Of web- Maybe millions of websites. I don't know. But who runs phrases.org.uk? Do they make money from this website? There is. Copyright Gary Martin. So Gary Martin, that's the generic white boy name, um, owns this website. The origin of in spades. It's easy to believe that this expression... I'm just reading verbatim. It's easy to believe that this expression derives from the imagery of digging with spades and that in spades is just short for in spadefuls. However, the spades concern here aren't the garden tools, but the suit of cards. Spades is the highest ranking suit in the game of contract bridge, a popular pastime in the USA. Is that bridge the same one on PC? Is that different from contract bridge anyway despite the agricultural sounding name it, the suit and cards has nothing directly to do with garden space but okay blah, 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 but why but why we've been calling a spade a spade for many centuries but the expression in spades is a 20th century u.s coinage the term was often used before that in relation to card games where bridge contracts might might be entered oh bridge contracts might be entered into them blah blah blah, 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 blah. oh my god just tell me what it means bro uh, the figurative meaning, that is, the non-cards related very greatly meaning... Wait. I don't know. It has something to do with cards, guys. I, I, this this explanation is, is giving me too much backstory. It's kind of like a YouTube video when you want to see, you know, how to cook pancakes. And then the first 15 minutes are talking about the science of it. Just tell me what it means. Tell me what to do. How Put the in- ingredients in. You ever watch those DIYs on YouTube? In the first 10 minutes, they don't do anything. I fucking hate that. I know it's such a hater thing. I know they're trying to stretch the video so they can monetize usually. But dude, that shit is so annoying. How-to videos and the first 15 minutes don't show you how to do anything. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. Just I, I appreciate content creators that get straight to the point. Jafil. Okay, moving on. Let's let's move on from ACL. Wow, I went spoke eighteen minutes. Good notes there, JC. Way to make it. Um, movies that I watched this week or stuff that I watched this week. Re, you know, if you guys can come up with a cool uh, segment name, you know, what did you watch this week, JC? JC's recommendation. So generic, but if you guys can think of something fun, I might even use it. You might be a permanent staple of this podcast. Which I hope will grow in the next five years. Okay. Uh, what did I watch this week? I rewatched two movies. Other than that, I haven't watched anything else, but I will tell you that two movies I rewatch are two of my favorite movies. Uh, fantastic films. Let's talk about Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire, Academy Award winning, Danny Boyle directed Slumdog Millionaire. If you haven't watched it, why not? If you have, what do you think? It's one of the best. Like the way it was, the story was told was so fantastic. I love how the questions that he answered relate. He was able to, you know, the the flashbacks of his life 
really cool. The soundtrack is so dope. You know, it makes me. Re- I used to hate the song "Paper Planes" by M.I.A., but when you watch *Slumdog Millionaire*, it's just so cool. Especially that montage of the the two brothers working on the trains. All I wanna do is such a good, such a good movie. And uh, what's her name is so beautiful. Uh, the girl who plays. Oh God, I forgot her name in the movie and and in real life. Such a beautiful lady. Probably one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen, right? Um, and Dev Patel, who plays who plays Jamal. Jamal? I forgot his name, too, in the movie. So good. And really, just a fantastic rags-to-riches story with a lot of heart. Great. It's, the storytelling, really, is just, for me, is what does it. It, it, it. It's never boring. It's It's always every scene, like every flashback is really meaningful and you really relate to the character. It's so good. So good. And I just realized the brother in that the old when the brother grows old looks like fucking Bruno Mars, man. <laughs> Legit. I was like, dude, that could that guy could have been played by Bruno Mars. Uh Dev Battelle is is a uh, I used to watch him in the the UK TV show called Skins where he was he was younger in that, you know, he's a British actor, so you know, he it's he's speaking with a British accent, but it's just it, when I saw him in Slumdog, I was like, man, that boy can act, dude. So Slumdog Millionaire won Academy Award Best Picture. Uh, I think Dev Patel. I don't know if he got nominated for Best Actor, but I feel like he should have if he didn't, because he was really great in that movie. You know, I'm gonna look up the girl's name because she is worth a million dollars, just like the movie. Frida Pinto. Frida Pinto is so beautiful. Just go on Google and look up Frida. Pinto. She is mm, crazy beautiful. Okay. So I watched that. If you haven't seen it, where did you watch it, JC? I'm not going to tell you. It's not on Netflix, okay? Okay. Just do the read between the lines and put your three fingers up, right? <laughs> read between the lines. Mm, I also, what's the other movie that you rewatched, JC? One of my favorite, probably my second favorite Nicolas Cage movie ever, next to The Rock. National Treasure. Oh my god, that movie had no right being as good as it was. It's basically Indiana Jones, but set in the modern days. It's so good. It's fun. It's a Disney movie, so you know, it's very, it's very, it's got a Disney feel to it. Action adventure. I love National Treasure. The second movie was garbage, though. I will admit that. I hated National Treasure 2. I think it's because they waited too long to make it. And they never really wrote on the... Because the National Treasure 1 is so good. Such a good movie, guys. If you haven't seen it, it's basically about this treasure hunter, Nicolas Cage. And then his his like his homeboy, his, his assistant, played by Justin Bertha. I think I'm right. And then I think Diane Kruger is the, the babe in this movie. I think it's Diane Kruger. Wait, is it? Yeah, I'll look it up for you guys. National Treasure. I I heard they were gonna make National Treasure three, but I am not too sure. Diane Kruger, I was correct. Diane Kruger, who was Helen of Troy in the Troy movie with the uh, perfect ass Brad Pitt. So basically, the movie is about 
uh, Nicholas Cage, and they're 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 trying to find the uh, treasure. I think of Ben 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 Franklin, uh, or no no sorry, I forgot who it was. Basically, they they had to find the treasure before like his boss or the boss, the guy who was paying Nicholas Cage to find shit before finds it. And in the second movie, if you you know kind of well, it's been out a while, guys. I'm not the second movie. I didn't like it because they already had a lot of money and they decided to do something else. And then there's the whole love because they they like broke up in between the movies and you're just like fuck, this is so stupid. I hope Natural National Treasure three comes out. They they said that they were still writing it. Last I read about it a few years ago that they, it was still in in development hell. But if it goes through, yeah, I'm there day one. Count me in, guys. Who else was in that movie? John Voight plays uh, Nicolas Cage's dad. I thought that was cool. It's kind of like that parallel if you ever watched The Last Crusade with Sean Connery and, and Harrison Ford. They had that kind of dynamic going. Nicolas Cage, you know, Academy Award, you know, put some respect, respect on that man's name. He's an Academy Award winning actor. And I know he gets a lot of shit because he does a lot of shitty movies. But Nicolas Cage, he can get it done, bro. You know, if he really, if he really puts his mind to it, Nicolas Cage is probably one of the best actors, you know, of our generation. He's so good. He can do everything. Have you watched Matchstick Man? I like that movie too, starring Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell with a crazy ending. So yeah, those are two movies that I watch. If you haven't watched either, you need to, you need to do yourself a favor and, and watch those movies. As I was thinking about that, by the way, you know how I told you it's hard to kind of formulate a list of my favorite movies. But I'll just give you a few off the top of my head because I was thinking about it on my way to work a few days ago. So Die Hard is definitely number one. But up there in, in the top, you know, maybe probably top ten is um, Up in the Air, which I talked about on this podcast. About Time, the one with, with Rachel McAdams and Dom, Dominic Gleason or whatever his name is. A Knight's Tale. Starring Heath Ledger, Mark Addy. Such a good movie. That is, like, if you want a movie about action and love and friendship and comedy, A Knight's Tale is one of the most rewatchable films of all time, in my opinion. Such a good movie. Uh, the Planet of the Apes, the second one. I always get the titles confused. I know. It's one of your favorite movies. How do you not know the title? Because it's fucking Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War of the Planet of the Apes. And you're like... Which one is which, bro? Can you name it like the Fast and the Furious series, please? Like Fast 9, you know? Apes 2, Electric Boogaloo would be something I would remember. Yeah, now. But the second one, the one without James Franco. I like the James. Don't get me wrong. The first one, okay. I think it's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Because Rise and Dawn are the same thing for me. You know, the sun rises. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Oh, duh, stupid. Dawn is when it... Oh, when I think of dawn, wait, what is dawn? Dawn is morning, right? Dusk till dawn. Dawn is morning. So it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Dusk is night from dusk till dawn, right? Dawn of the planet apes. And then there's rise of the planet apes. So when something rise, the sun rises. And when, what is the time when the sun rises? It's dawn. So I always get those two confused. I know War of the Planet Apes, the one with Woody Harrelson is the last one. Okay, easy. But Rise and Dawn, I get confused. But it, it's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the second one. Rise of the Planet Apes is with James Franco and the uh, Draco Malfoy. Uh, what's his name? Tom Felton. And although I like that movie a lot as well, 
it just it's 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 the it's the it's the genesis of the whole how the apes became sent more sentient and smarter. You know the the virus that makes them more intelligent and shit. It's good, but it's it really only gets going in the third act. Yeah, the third act as the. As the critics say, the first act was beautifully shot, and then the second act was you know, the third act, the last half, of the, the last third of the movie. But the be- the best scene in all the trilogy is in the first movie. If you've ever seen any of the movie, and I remember, I think I talked about it in Halalo. I was watching in theaters. It's when Caesar first says no. I literally said, "Holy shit!" out loud in the theater, full of people, and I, I don't think I was the only one. I literally said, holy shit, out loud, because it was such a shocking and powerful scene. It's when, it, it, just look it up on YouTube if you want, or just watch the movie, Rise of the Planet. But Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is the second one. That one starring uh Jason Clark, I think, and Gary Oldman is the villain. Well, quote unquote villain, because he's the human and he, I think he lost his daughter and, you know, he's just angry at the apes. Is it really a villain in that case? Not really, but I get it. And the other villain, by the way, is the other monkey. See, Koba, Koba, not ape. Such a, that, dude, the effects, the, the fights are fucking awesome. There are monkeys riding horses. Dude, that movie's so fucking good, bro. I need to rewatch that movie. Is it on Netflix? If not, I'll find a way. Special Agent John, where you at? I'm going to go watch that movie later. One of my, the, my favorite movies. It was my favorite movie of that year. It was so good. So, so good. Um, the war, what were you, how about War of the Planet Apes, JC? What do you think of that? It was okay. I thought they ended the series, the trilogy well. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, I guess, because it was slower paced. The second movie is, is full of action and it's full of conflict. The third movie, it's kind of it's it's just more of a it's a slower paced film. It it it's it, there's a lot of there's a lot of just silent shots and I'm not really super into that. But it was okay. I thought Woody Harrelson's villain character was too similar to Gary Oldman. I w- I wish he went he was more crazy. Like uh he was an you know if you're going to go in terms of like real life situations, I wish he was more racist to monkeys, to monkeys and apes and shit. Like I, I wanted him to be like a anti monkey guy, but he was kind of just, you know, he had conflict too, which is similar to Gary Oldman's character in Dawn of the Planet Apes. But dude, that's movies from the best. Okay. Anyway, moving on. What else did you have in your notes, JC? Okay. Last thing I have, boys and girls is. Twice cooked. <laughs> I was looking, I was looking into it. Uh, okay. So my, my boss, uh, Paeng and I, we had this conversation on Monday earlier this week and we were talking about twice cooked like adobo. And it got me thinking, what the fuck does that mean? What is twice cooked adobo? Because if you're cooking it and then you cook it again, what makes it twice cooked? Is it the process of cooking? So if you fry something, and then you boil it again later, or if you boil something and then you fry it again, is that what it, is that what means it's twice cooked? Like what, at what point can you say something is twice? Because I just feel like it's a fancy name to just add on to something. Basically you cooked it, right? Why do you have to say you cooked it twice? That's, I feel like you're just flexing at that point. 
that's like working on your on your on your tricep on your bite. Okay, let's just say you're working on your biceps, right? You do hammer curls, and then you do and then you do you do regular dumbbell curls. Are you saying you 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 did your bite you did your biceps twice when you worked out today, or did you say you worked out your biceps? It's the same thing, right? <laughs> what? what am I? You know, does that make any sense? I I know I'm just I'm just nitpicking nitpicking. But what food item literally means twice cooked? Let's go. Let's go on uh, Google. Uh, and what does that mean, man? What? Okay, what food item? Wait, what twice cooked meaning? List of twice twice baked food. Twice baked. Okay, twice baked foods are foods that are baked twice in their preparation. Okay, I understand that. You basically you baked it, and then you need to do something else to it, and then bake it again. You're still baking it. One time. I mean, it's one process. I mean, I know you're baking it twice, but if I turn, if I fry my chicken and then I flip it over, turn off the pan and fry it again, technically it's twice fried chicken. You know, you know, I just wanted to throw in something stupid at this point at the podcast. What do you guys think about twice cooked food? I mean, twice, co- I love twice cooked, the twice cooked, uh, uh, the twice cooked, twice, co- oh my God, the twice cooked something at sarsa if you ever eaten at sarsa the restaurant here twice cooked pork belly i think what it is oh my god that shit's fantastic but if you told me it's just called sarsa's pork belly would i see it differently probably not (laughs) ah yeah twice i I just that's just the last note on here uh there doesn't seem what does twice what the because it we were we were having a debate about it buying an eye because what is, what, what what at what point can you say something is twice cooked? Twice cooked pork. This is according to China SichuanFood.com. See, I'm telling you, who owns that website? Twice cooked pork means that the pork should be cooked twice. Duh. Firstly, pork is boiled in water until nearly cooked, then used doubanjiang, also known as broad bean paste, to stir fry. Okay, so you boil it, then you stir fry it, then it's twice cooked. But I don't know, guys. I mean, that I feel like you're just adding. You're just adding. At this point, you're just you're just kind of. You're just you're just kind of you're flexing at this point. Because you could literally just put anything on a frying pan. Like let's say you boil some. Let's say you make some. Uh, let's say you make some sinigang, right? You you boil it, right? You sinigang, and then you put the meat on the frying pan for ten seconds. To make it, you know, to maybe to to make it crispy or something. You're gonna tell me you could slap the label "twice cooked sinigang" just because you you did a little bit of frying with it? I don't know. Just to me, it's just it's extra. You're being extra. Nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that's just extra. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna stop wasting your time. That is that is it. That is it for the podcast. Uh, feel free to message me on Instagram. Thank you very much. I think it was Joe. Uh, I'm not gonna. I forgot. I, I'm too lazy to go to my Instagram right now. But I think it was Joe who commented that he he enjoyed my thoughts on the gun control and that he was still kind of on the fence because he knows some good people that are also on you know in favor of 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 guns. Yeah, and I, you know we'll agree to disagree, my man. I appreciate the respect that you approach the situation. I'm glad you didn't say you're wrong, JC. You need to be canceled. See, I re- I respect that. So, even though we have differing viewpoints, you know, for me as I said, I cannot 
you know, I don't understand any. You know, he also liked how I brought in statistics, and I'm glad that, you know, I was able to do that, you know, responsibly. But once again, just from on my end, we don't need assault rifles in our life. You know, there's nothing in there's nothing in in our everyday living. You know, from from baby to old man who can't wipe his ass. There's no reason for anyone to hold an assault rifle. A handgun, I could, I could, I could see it. You know, for protection at home, okay. You know, I could, I could. That is probably like the only thing that I would, I would be able to be okay with. I think because you know, handgun in in some sort of mass shooter situation, although deadlier than you know, uh, your fists or a sword or a knife, it will not, sh- it will not shred through crowds like a assault rifle or a heavy you know just a machine gun in general uh but thank you very much for that message and to anyone who wants to message me feel i told you i do reply to almost every message on the podcast instagram as for now as for now because this podcast only has like five listeners <laughs> but once it gets bigger I, I, I can't make you that promise anymore uh you're doing the accent again jc town and the podcast uh listen to how that is show mix number 96 is out the lechica came out a few days ago as well and uh, we'll have another Hala Hala on Monday, another episode of this podcast on Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, go watch National Treasure. Go watch, um, fuck, what did I watch? What did I talk? Slumdog Millionaire. Please send me money to buy more Call of Duty points because I'm addicted. And enjoy your weekend, okay? That does it. And I'm going to end it. Oh, my God. Here we go. Say it with me. I'll catch you all on Monday. I'll catch you all on Tuesday, and I'll catch you all. Say it with me later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.